there's no sizzle. Well, holy shit. Well, <laughs> I guess uh, welcome back to It's Always Smoggy in Ogden. I'm uh, Johnny Tacho. I'm uh, I'm Ducky. Uh, so welcome to season two. It is season two officially. And uh, reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, happy episode 20, or as they say at Starbucks, Vente. Episode Vente. So, dude, it's been a while. Uh, if this is your first episode listening to us, we did this for about a year straight. Had a great fucking time. And, uh... Oh, shit. Hang on for this <laughs> one second. <laughs> Wait. It's always smoggy in here. Bing. It's all good. It's We're been a while. It. It's been a while. <laughs> it's fucking good to see you, man. God Dude, damn, it's likewise. been way too long. I know, but as I was saying before, uh, we forgot that. It's been a while for whatever reason. We just stopped doing it, but... Uh, Life happened. About a month we... ago, I we ran into Dustin here at a show, and I just looked at him. I was just like, dude... We got I, I have to. We got stuff. I think you knew like when I was looking at you. Yep. I was like, dude, we have to do You this. hit me up the next day, and you're like... We got to. And I was like, we, we got to. We got to. So, welcome so to episode good, good 20, to have you back to your old, back to your old pad. God damn, man. <laughs> What's up, Ogden? Uh, so, so t- what the fuck have you been up to, dude? <laughs> yeah, give, dude me I- a, give me the Cliff Notes version of what you've been up to. Fuck, I've been up to a lot, man. So, uh, I no longer live in the house. I no lo- longer live I know, in the house. I know, I got new house. roomies now. You got a, uh, you got a Doug and you I got, got a Doug and I got a Tom. How's uh how's Tom working out? Tom's cool. He's yeah. rarely here playing disc golfing with his lady. Is this Tom right here? Is this Tom, Tom, what's up? I think we just met. So Tom just walked Tom in. Tom the, the roommate. Tom the roommate. What up? What's going on? You want to say hi to it's always smoggy in Ogden? Hi, smoggy. Keep it smoggy, baby. He wears it. It's always smoggy in Ogden t shirt. Oh no shit. It's disgusting, Stop. fucking dirty as fuck, but it's he wears it. So it's uh dare you say smoggy? Oh, good one. Good one. So I back to you. We keep I, uh, jumping back and forth. And and we got a uh, we got Nate here too. Nate, Nate say Deasy. hi. Nate say hi. Hi. There's Nate, everybody. Dustin has a girlfriend. Hi. We didn't introduce you yet. There's an order. Respect the respect the process. <laughs> What's this young, lovely young lady's name? So uh, this is my sweetheart, Shelby. Hi. Hi, Shelby. Hi. My son's here, too. Isaac. What? Come here, you jerk. Okay. My son is 15 now, and he's got me by about three inches and by, like, <laughs> five fucking shoe sizes. This is my son, Isaac. Say hello, son. Hello, son. Are you wearing a Bob hey, Ross shirt? Hey, I want you to tell. Do I you want... know who Bob Ross is? <laughs> yes, I do. Bob Ross is on Netflix, dog. Really? Yeah, dude. Season one, baby. Wow. Isaac, uh, I want you to sit down in this chair real quick and tell Dustin that joke that you told me and Pamela last night. Oh, all right. Sorry, season two. You got. You're gonna be the first guest, Isaac. Okay. John Isaac Norton the ninth. Sit down. All right. This is a very special joke for you, Dustin. <laughs> so, um. There you go. Uh, a man is having a dream where he's walking next to Bigfoot on a beach. 
and in the sky are memories from the man's life. And during those memories, he sees that there are two sets of footprints. One are his and one are Bigfoot's. Mm-hmm. And during the hardest times of his life, Bigfoot's footprints aren't there. So he turns to Bigfoot and asks, Bigfoot, why, why do you still... Be, why are you still my friend when you aren't even there during the hardest times of my life? And Bigfoot turns to him and says, Isaac Dork, ladies and gentlemen! Yeah! Dude, he slayed me with that last night. That was like the funniest clean joke I've ever fucking heard. So that concludes the uh, dad joke. Yeah. We got more dad jokes. Dude, I got hella dad jokes. Okay, we're actually going to go back to what you've been up to. Uh, So the last place that I was employed at... uh, they had a little, uh, they had a let go party for a bunch of, uh, department heads. And so I had to find employment elsewhere. So I'm working in Salt Lake now. That's cool. You're machining though, right? I'm back in engineering. Are you, you're doing that and QA, right? I'm, I'm Jack I'm of a, all trades. I'm a mechanical a engineer of all now. Trades? As of last Friday, uh, the, uh, GM rolled in to the office and he said, do you have a minute? And I said, sure do. And he goes, you've been doing the same shit forever. Want to make it official? And I said, sure, let's do it. So as of last Friday, I'm officially back in engineering and I am fucking stoked over Fuck it. Fuck yeah, dude. Get a little closer to the mic. I'm excited about it, man. That's so, awesome, man. So uh, that's down in Salt Lake. And being that my sweetheart lives in Salt Lake, uh, I've been He's staying been down there. I've uh, so uh, I'm cheating I, on O Town. You, you have to put it that way, didn't you? Salt Lake is your new mistress. Oh God, <laughs> that was beautiful, man. What's going on with you, Ty? I've just been playing in a band. Tell me about. We've your band. gone on tour a couple times, but we're going to talk about that a little later in the program. No, dude, just doing that. We recorded a new EP and uh, just doing the thing. Still. With the lovely Miss Pamela, making my life better than it would be without her. Now that we got that part out of the way. Hello, Pamela. I love you. She's a nice lady. She is a nice lady, dude. She's great. Just that and really just doing When the did I see thing. you last? It was at the, uh, the, was it at the Funk or? It at, was at the show a couple weeks ago with FOL. At Kamikazes. We're going to talk about that here yeah, in just we're, a second. Let's, uh, let's listen to some new shit, man. You want to listen to some new stuff? We're only seven minutes in, but I guess we could. Uh, All right. Well, I guess the first one we're going to do... Do you know what? Because it's season two, episode one, and our first episode, we played nothing but version two in Hi-Fi Murder. We're going to do it again because it's our fucking podcast. This song that? is called Disintegrate. <laughs> I love this one. It's about things being blown to smithereens. Alderaan. <laughs> I guess, uh, man, I'm fucking out of practice, dude. <laughs> God, here we are again, yep. man. Okay, so. Uh, I guess there's one thing to say now. Get some. Get some. This is Disintegrate by my band, version two. Get some.
check. You guys have perfected your breakdown. <laughs> Which is funny, because I remember how much shit Doug used to give you guys. I know, dude. Every, Every time you were fucking around with a riff. The song is so, a breakdown. Dude, I love the song. I love the new shit that you guys are coming up with. And... and uh, we don't get to see each other as much as we used to. No, uh, I do not. But the thing that I appreciate is that our conversations uh, really have some substance to them. And so one of the last conversations that we had was about all the new shit that you guys were coming up with. Uh-huh. And you guys have a very distinct fan base. People love your shit. And one thing that you've expressed, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of throw you under the proverbial bus here. But one thing that you have expressed to me that you've been worried about is the new shit that you guys have written. You're worried that the fan base isn't going to either like it or appreciate it because well, it's so it's so far. I think I don't think people who, I don't, yeah, I don't think punks are going to like it. And they're usually the people that like punk rock music. And I get that. <laughs> what you guys have written in the last little bit, like like the last song, uh, you guys took the chance. You guys have, have uh, uh, branched out, especially musically. I've known you as a musician for the tenure of our friendship. Yeah, we met because of music. Uh, and that was a long goddamn time ago. God, it was. Huh? But Reagan, <laughs> Reagan and Joe, I have to give it up to them. They have stepped up so hard in into this like new creative realm, and the shit that the three of you, when you listen to new shit like that, uh, like you you'd listen to the first record and you could distinctly tell all three parts. Yeah, you listen to the new shit, which I've been lucky enough to hear, and you have it's hard to believe there's only three people in the band. Okay, so I know you're worried about what the fan base is going to like. I'm telling you because I'm part of said fan base. They're going to fucking like it. It certainly helps. So. Dude, it's great, man. We are I, gonna, we are I gonna, love what you guys are coming up with. We are going to put out that EP soon. It's going to be yep. called, no, this has not been officially, uh, officially announced yet, but the name of the EP is going to be called something clever. Look for it soon. Beautiful. I love it. And I and I the album love the artwork. Fact- the album, the front cover is so fucking awesome, dude! I is can't it? wait for people to see it. I'm not going to say what it is, but so the last one, I'm so high. Okay, so it, no dude. clues because the last one, your son Isaac drew up in crayon. Yeah, he drew it by himself. He drew it, and that was brilliant. I loved it. So he no wrote clue- everything on the back cover too. And the no back clues cover, on this one. The back cover was. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a clue on the back cover. The back the back cover was our kids. It was Zay. It was Scarlett. And it was mm-hmm. Isaac. We're just going to keep it along those lines. That's okay. Your, that's your clue. And one thing that I love that I thought was very clever that you guys did was the name of your last album was Childish, but you actually have... Yeah, one of the songs on the EP is called Childish. One of the new songs. We thought that was funny. <laughs> we were writing a song like, fuck it, let's call it No, that was Childish. clever as fuck, man. I, I dug it. <laughs> I liked it a lot, man. So uh, You guys recorded some new shit too, though, right? Yeah, we did. We did, which makes me fucking happy. So... Uh, just yesterday, Facebook has all those, uh, reminders every yeah. day. Like this is what happened last year, five years, whatever. And, uh, uh, so something popped up yesterday that was the marquee in front of, uh, Bar Deluxe 
In oh, Salt I saw Lake. that with Hi-Fi and Tainted Halos. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Tainted Halos and and Hi-Fi. And I mean, this is this is back when when Cam was playing guitar in Hi-Fi, and I think Fester had just barely left the band. Right. I mean, Ryan was like, this, "Dude, this was like four or five years ago." Yeah. Uh, but to see those two names, I mean, that was like that was such a staple in in uh, local punk music during that area during that era. Yeah. To like see those two bands together, it was always Hi-Fi and Tainted Halos, and uh, and and so it's it's morphed into the band that it is now. Yep. For those of you who don't know, Tainted Halos was Dustin's former band where he sang. The band that's asleep right that's now. Sleeping soundly. Uh, so Hi-Fi was one of my favorite bands for the longest time. So when I was able to fortune, when I was fortunate enough to join that band, uh, I kind of had this feeling like, just keep your fucking mouth shut. Just enjoy what you're doing and show up to work, show up and suit up and do your damn thing. And, uh, uh, because for the longest time I was, I was writing songs. I was structuring songs. I was, you know, I, you know how it goes to kind of, yeah. you know, show up and tell your bandmates, Hey, I came up with this riff. Let's make something out of this. And so all of a sudden I'm in the band where I know all of their songs, but for the longest time, I didn't feel like I had a right to step in and and say, "Hey, can we try this? Can you know? Can we throw this here?" I was just fucking happy to be there. I mean, every time I showed up for practice or for a show, dude, I I had this uh, this overwhelming uh, thought like, "I'm not even supposed to be here today." <laughs> and so uh, we've we've started writing. We've started hitting the the writing process recently. And uh, well, you wrote one of the new songs, right? I did. Like you wrote it. I um, did you write I, the music or the lyrics or I, both? I, or uh, the majority of the song. Um, I had I had uh, I had just been laid off. I was sitting <laughs> I was sitting at home. It was like uh, nine o'clock on a fucking Wednesday morning yeah. or whatever, and uh, uh, I was in the uh, the little Padawan's room. And all of a sudden, this this song just like this this chorus just hit me out of nowhere, and I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta go, I gotta go." So I know I, how that goes, man. yeah. So I I ran out of the Padawan's room, and uh, Ali was sitting out. Oh, one of my roommates was sitting out there. I was like, "I need pen and parchment right now. Like, gotta <laughs> fucking do shit." And I just I I had this uh, this chorus. my quill. <laughs> I had this chorus in my head, and I sketched it out real quick, and I played it out real quick, and I was like, "Oh fuck," like. Is that one of the songs we're playing? Tonight? I'd I'd like to if you're cool with me. Which like, one I'm, is it? Uh, it's called Strength and Honor. You know what? We were gonna talk about like shows we played and shit, but I want this to be on right now because this is what we're talking about. Okay, let's yeah. do it right now. So tell uh, tell me, give me the, give me the lowdown. So it was all about uh, the the premise of the song is doing the best that you can with whatever's in front of you, no matter what. It's the old school: never say die. Hell yeah, I can get down with that. Is there anything else you want to say? Yeah, high five. Give me a second. From the lies they say that scare me and you 
stoked yeah. on that so i'm stoked that finally i feel like i have a little bit of real estate yeah you got in the it. band that i love so much and uh that was my well i know my... they didn't just put you in the fucking band because you can play power chords they did it because you're a fucking it's awesome musician rock. i appreciate that man thank you so you know you spent like five minutes talking about how awesome my band was let me give you a few fucking compliments <laughs> Jerk. I appreciate Jerk. it, man. Uh, what else do we talk about, dude? It's been a while. <laughs> How are this you and Pamela? Man? So, this so is our you warm up episode. You you went on a you went on a couple of tours. We did, man. We've done a few things and such. Uh you went to San Diego. So you know I lived in San Diego, right? Yes. There's been so many episodes you're like, you know I live there, right? No, but how was that? SD was rad, dude. We went on a little weekend tour. We played in Phoenix on a Friday night in San Diego on a Saturday night. Um, it was rad. We we took my van, and the AC went out in it as we were leaving Joe's house. So we drove through the Arizona desert. Luckily, we went to Phoenix at night. But, man, there's so many stories from that weekend. But I guess it's our fucking podcast. We can talk about it as long as we want. So we finally get to Phoenix at like 9 in the morning. Taking a long way. took about 11 or 12 hours to get there. Actually, it was longer than that, like 14. But we get to Phoenix, and there's two fucking lady cops at the hotel, like three doors down from where we're at, busting a prostitute. (laughs) Like, all right, we're on tour, boys. Let it begin. We get everything in. They're like, hey, Nate, where's the keys? Because Nate came as our roadie. And Chris Johnson, our manager, came too. But, like, Nate, where's the keys? 
Oh no! Nate locked him no. in the fucking van with the keys in the on position. They wasn't the engine wasn't running, but the keys were in the on position. So we're like, "Fuck! What are we gonna do?" And that's a whole lot of busted battery. Oh yeah, we ended up getting them out. The someone from the hotel helped us, but before that, Nate went and talked to these two lady cops. <laughs> of course, he and did. <laughs> I swear on my son's life, walked away from that conversation with both of their numbers. Both telling him to hit them up when they're off their shift. Well, you look like Jesus, man. You, mir- <laughs> miracles happen. So he he uh that was that was awesome, and uh, you know the show in Phoenix was great. Hung out with the homies from Reason Unknown. Uh, if any of you guys hear this, shout out. And uh, this band War Fever from San Diego. BJ, you're the fucking man, and you, and anybody else will know why at the end of this story. Oh, I. F- Fucking know that story. Ah, Tell it now. I will. We'll get there. No, make it happen. We'll get now. there. We'll get there. I'm not gonna Tarantino it. I'm gonna go from beginning to the end. That's where you go. From. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, that show went awesome and played with this band War Fever from San Diego. They're like a hardcore punk band. Um, all awesome dudes. We're gonna have them up in Ogden soon, so uh, that'll be rad. But anyways, we get down to San Diego. First off, the drive from Phoenix to San Diego is is pretty much along the U.S.-Mexican border. And it was like 120 degrees, five sweaty-ass fucking dudes, no AC. And the driver's side window didn't roll down either. So that sucked. Was, uh, was Reagan wearing his chucks with no socks again? Oh, he was wearing his nothing with no nothing. All of us were. <laughs> <laughs> I can taste it. It was smell awesome for right the border now. guard. What's in the what's in the trailer? Band equipment. You're not in a band. We get to San Diego. And this is uh, you know, we get the hotel, blah blah blah. We get down to the club. Uh, we're gonna eat, so we go to this Chinese joint across the street. Um, uh, side note. Pamela, my girlfriend, her brother lives in San Diego, and so he was planning on coming to the show this whole time. Um, but he's like hitting me up like fucking crazy, like every like half hour, forty five minutes. Like, hey, are you there yet? What are you guys doing right now? Where are you at right now? And I'm like, man, this I've talked to this dude like once or twice. Before so you're in this. town and Big Brother's going off. Yeah, and he keeps like, hey, where are you at? Where, what are you doing right now? So when we're at the restaurant, he's like, hey, dude, I'm at the club. Where are you at? And I was like, oh shit. I was like, well, we're across the street, you know, at this uh, whatever restaurant it was. I want you to come over and I'll get you some dinner. He's like, oh, no, you don't have to buy me dinner. Dude's loaded, by the way. Loaded. <laughs> but I'm like, he's like, all right, I'll be over there in a minute. And it was me, the whole band, Chris, Nate, eating dinner. This big table. It was awesome. This big, awesome Chinese meal. Like, incredible. Having a good time, you know, on tour with my boys. And my kind of brother-in-law comes walking in the front. And then from the side, sidesteps my fucking girlfriend, Pamela, in San Diego. Surprised the shit out of me. Nobody knew. She didn't no tell shit. anybody. Um, she lives in Logan, if you guys don't know. She, she's, my, she's my Logan girl. She's my Cash Valley girl. But uh, she has her kids every other week, so I don't see her for a week at a time. And then we see each other on, you know, sporadically when we can during the weeks that she make it work. kids. Yeah, we make it work. This was her week with her kids. And so she decided for that week to go down to San Diego. And she fucking lied to me all week about it. She, 
Oh, I called her. She fucking set it up. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. She said that. <laughs> oh yeah. But like all week, I like, I was like, what are you doing, babe? She's like, oh, I'm da 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 at the house or blah, blah, blah. Going to the pool with the kids. Pool was probably the day they went to the fucking ocean or something. <clears throat> Lied to me all week about it. And like we video chat at night and like, usually it's like a long shot. where like, you're going to see her laying in bed. But uh-huh. like well, every time we talked, it was just like <laughs> the, the frame of her shot. face. Well, like <laughs> she had her phone out all the way, you know, like her arm. Right, right. No, I got you. All the way. And when she talked to me this week, it, that week, it was like just her face in the frame. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking it was weird. But like the, that day when we got to San Diego, I video chatted her just because I didn't know if I was going to be able to talk to her because I was going to be being the band dude, you know, going set up right. playing a show, blah, blah, blah. And I just a shot of her face, like just her face in the in the shot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why, are, no why, is, why has it been like that this week? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. It's just the way I'm sitting and blah, blah, blah. Totally had me. I just don't like my elbows right now. <laughs> it was so rad to see her. I was like, oh, Dude, my fucking God. That's a very down-ass lady, man. Dude, that's... it was so rad to see her at the show in San Diego. So that was cool. That's cool as hell. I was man. pretty stoked on that. Where'd you guys but play in San Diego? The Tower Bar. Oh, hell yeah. Right, right. In, uh, it's Mission Beach. In uh-huh. there? Is that is that right? Like downtown-ish? Yep. It was rad. Uh, There's like a tattoo shop upstairs and... It was, it was, it reminded me a lot of Burt's Tiki Lounge. It was like San Diego's Burt's. I like that. It's like a cool punk rock shithole, but yeah. But because of all that, we get loaded up and da da da. And I kiss her and say goodbye because she had to go back to her brother. And we make the long trek back to Ogden. It's quarantino time. <laughs> we get the, lo- we get the whole, uh, you, we make the whole trip. We unload everything and we unload everything in the morning. We're pulling everything into Joe's garage. This was Monday morning. It took us all day and all night to drive back. Because my van sucks and we had a big trailer full of shit. But you, wait, hold on for a second. You pulled a trailer with your minivan? Oh, yeah. That's what the you The Mormon Assault vehicle, dude. Oh, dude, you are fucking brave, man. <laughs> that van rules. It runs great. It just the AC wasn't in it and it's kind of gutless. But anyways, but it, it took us a long safe. ass time. It got you back safe, man. Yeah, it's it like the Falcon. Safe. I would take it out again if we could get the AC fixed, but <laughs> that's not happening. But anyways, we get back, get everything pulled out, and I'm like taking an inventory of everything. I was like, oh my God, where are my fucking guitars at? Wait, wait, so... I brought my LTD... Uh, so, hold on. Guitars is in plural. Plural, yeah. I brought my LTD and my Flying V. And we pulled out two, Reagan's two bass cases, Doll Joe's stuff, all the amps. All the merch, all of our luggage and everything. And, and alas, minus and two And we were guitar minus cases. two guitar cases. And my heart fucking sunk in my chest. And oh, because so, you you know somebody in Chula Vista has already pawned it off for that, <laughs> dude. It's, uh, dude, so in, in San Diego, Chula, Chula Vista is like the Ogden of San Diego. So you know somebody's... It's gone, dude. Both guitars, they're gone, Well, man. yeah. Somebody's, so somebody's already slammed it. Or it's bad. My heart sinks in my chest. You know what happened. And so, uh, you know, just from playing, you know, we played with uh, uh, both Reason Unknown and War Fever in San Diego as well. Fucking like War Fever. We were, we were all like on our own tours and we had two stops together um, in Phoenix and San Diego. So that was their last show. And because of that, you know, with social media world, we're all friends with each other automatically on Facebook because we met each other from the bands and shit. And the singer, uh, BJ, 
I hit him up and it was like nine in the morning or something, nine or 10 in the morning. I'm like, dude, I think I left my guitars at the bar. He was like, Oh no. I was like, dude, I know we just fucking met, dude. I know we just met this weekend. But can, but can you, you can do you me please, a can solid? You, can you please go down to that bar and see if they're there? And if they are, can you please ship them to me? And no fucking hesitation, dude. He was like, yeah, dude, I got you. Dude, fucking. He went down and got handled it. Handled it. And it cost me $90 to get him shipped back from the but, postal service. But, but. But. So, BJ, big fucking shout out, BJ Anderson. Fuck yeah. And Everyone and, check out War Fever on, uh, on Facebook. I'll put a link to their band on the smoggy page as well and yep. i talked to ty the day that the the uh guitars oh arrived. dude we yeah we played a show in ogden like a comeback show oh and and, and i was just defeated uh, dude. Uh, i was and, so upset oh <laughs> it was bad oh, and all yeah. of a sudden dude just totally goes out on a line oh yeah and handles it for people that he's known for he's like the, six yeah, hours he's man. The and homie dude handled for sure. it so for he's real. a homie for sure yeah i can't DJ. wait to have them in their band that's gonna be a, that's gonna be an awesome one when we uh Get that set up, and you know the Hi Fi Boys should probably play that show. We're, I'm, I think you could pencil us in. I, I think we can do that. Yeah, sweet. That'd be fun. Okay, fun. yeah, we talked about that, and we've played in Boise a couple times. Boise's always rad. Every time we go, it's a huge party. Dude, Idaho, we, Idaho is a gnarly state. Idaho reminds me of what Salt Lake and Ogden was like. 15, 20 like years Speedway ago. Speedway Cafe years? Yeah. Like, uh, so you had, you had the years? basement to deviate. You had the Farmington Fairgrounds. You had Speedway, uh, even as recent as, as uh, like, Mojo's and shit like that. But you could have you could have bands. I mean, it didn't matter if they were from, from Ogden or Maryland. Shout out to Doug. Uh, <laughs> but, like, you could have bands from anywhere playing these. And, from Rhode and, Island. And the kit. That's what I said. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. Move along. <laughs> so, kids would show up. This is what we did in, in junior high and high school, man. I mean, like, we would show up, and it didn't matter who was playing, but we would go the fuck off because they were going the fuck off because they had nothing to lose, and we had nothing to lose, and it was the most beautiful moments. And uh, uh, Sucks getting old, doesn't it? You know, God damn it, man. I'm going to be 40 in March, Ty. I'm gonna be four. But in Idaho, much. that's like a twenty. Idaho's like twenty-one, twenty-two. Is right? that is that how the translation rate goes? I think so. Is that it? You guys played what? And you guys played in uh, Pocatello. We've you guys played uh, in yeah, Idaho Falls? dude. We've uh, so seeing shit up there reminds me of how it was down here so long ago. Back in the day, and it gives me hope that that. Uh, there's more to life than than fucking Prozac and YouTube and shit like that. Like these kids still fucking go out and go the fuck off, and it gives me hope for the bands too because we show up at these little places. And it doesn't matter if there's if there's two people or you know two hundred people or whatever, man. We go the fuck off. You guys play in Pocatello. You played at the first national, right? Uh, no. Um, our last one we played uh, Idaho Falls at the Gem. Oh, okay. And that place, holy shit, dude! You want to see we're, some kids we're, go we're the doing fuck a off. weekend of Pocatello and Idaho Falls in October. Really? Yeah. I love the little. I love Idaho the little Falls. venues, dude. Idaho Falls. The best disc golf course I've ever played. No shit. Idaho Falls, yeah. Idaho Falls rules. Dude. I haven't been once this year, man. It's no Ogden, but Idaho Falls is I. Right. San Diego is a great course too. I played Morley Field. Me and Isaac played that. Yeah. Isaac, Isaac, and I played that. Well done. 
Dustin's been jumping my shit about my grammar tonight. Oh, you stop. So Ty and I ran into each other. This was so we've been we've been talking for weeks about getting Smoggy up and up and going again, and uh, so we ran into each other. I had I had my daughters. He had Isaac, and we literally walked into each other at the farmers market uh, this last weekend in Ogden. And if you have not been to the farmers oh, market. Oh yeah, dude, that was rad. That was the first time I went this year. Dude, makes me upset that that was the first time I went. It was fucking awesome. I fucking love doing this. Uh in fact, so I've been I've been taking the girls to uh to the farmers markets for years. And as of a couple months ago, I've always had Kaya uh since her her hips and knees are still all jacked yeah. up. I've always had a, a rad little wagon that I can pull her around in. Uh-huh. Dude, she's going into ninth grade in two weeks, man. Oh, She's a fucking ninth grader. And all of a sudden, like two weeks ago, we went to the dinosaur park and I had the kid in the, uh, in the wagon. And all of a sudden, the wagon was like, nope, no more, dude. Like one of the wheels <laughs> broke out. And I was like, shit, like we got to come up with something different now. And so finally busted out a straight and, and uh, uh, Grandma Sherry, uh, uh, total sweetheart in our lives, uh, busted this out. She, she showed up a couple weeks ago and she was like, I know the wagon's not working out. Try this on instead. And showing up with a straight up wheelchair. And this thing is bad as shit, man. Like, this isn't. Put this is spinners on it. Oh, dude. Like, this thing's badass. We should badass. pimp the fuck out of that thing, dude. I want to put so bad. Put some Bluetooth I want... speakers on dude, it and put some spinners on it. Yeah, man, like like, like a uh, a badass pirate flag and a little drink holder. We and... need to make the cockpit look like an X-Wing. I am so down for yeah. that, dude. And uh, so this last weekend, we we uh, busted Kaya out for the first time in her straight-up big kid wheelchair, man. That was like... the first thing I noticed when I saw you guys. And, I, at, and like... it was one of those weird moments where I, wa- I was like kind of walking past her. I was like... Oh That's shit! That's so weird. That looks just like Kaya. Oh my god, that is Kaya. That what is am I Kaya. <laughs> god, dude. So we had such a great time out there, and and we ran into you and Isaac. We ran into Doug. We ran into Dennis, uh, uh, Cameron. Um, so much. So many of the local crew. Yeah, I if, ran into a lot of a lot of randoms, like a lot of extras in the story of my it, life. I saw there. It was if cool. you've never hit up. The Ogden Farmers Market before. Make sure you go do this, man. They had it's... rad music playing everywhere too. Lots oh, of local like talent three playing. three different stages, and uh, this was actually really cool, man. We were walking down at one point, and uh, it was pretty overcast. Uh, so for the first time this year, it wasn't scalding hot. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, most of the, most of the times suck, when it's like dude. yeah, when it's like stupid hot, man, we walk past all the barbecue places, and uh, um, so. The girls were hungry. I was hungry. We were like, all right, let's find some food. And so, you know, normally we smell something good. And, and you know, if, if it's got a grill involved, we're like, nah, it's not happening. <laughs> it's too fucking hot. And so we walked past and we're like, wait a second, what is this? And it was like the perfect combination of temperature outside, like ambient temperature and barbecue temperature. And I was like, wait a second, what is this? I know this smell. And so we were at the back of this tent. And we come creeping around, and we look at the front of it. Sure as shit, man, it's Filipino food. It's Filipino ah, barbecue, man. Right They're making egg rolls. They're called lumpia and, uh, um, like, adobo chicken and all this shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, my mother and my grandmother used to make this shit when I was growing yeah. up. I was like, oh, my God, I need to eat this right now. And the girls are super hungry. I was like, 
I'm trying to sell it to him, dude. I'm like, ladies, does this smell good? And they're like, yeah, it smells real good. I'm like, we could eat here if you'd like. Yeah, let's eat here. I'd like that. I'm like, yes. And so, dude, we ordered up a group of food, man, like, Egg rolls and, and chicken on a stick and, and the noodles and like the whole nine dude, this is like so much shit that I grew up eating, dude. And and it was the first time that I'm like, here, offspring, try this. <laughs> try and the they, food of my people. They start digging into it. Man, their eyes get all huge. Their pupils dilate. And they're just like, <laughs> and they just go the fuck off. Like, yes. It was such a fucking beautiful moment. But anyway, so so right after that, we ended up rolling up the street and we've we're usually down at the farmers market, but this particular weekend they also had Ogden Pride going on, which yeah, was I saw that too. Which was fucking cool, man. I took my girls in there, and immediately people start rolling up, and they're they're handing the girls rainbow beads and mm. and you know flowers and and uh, and all this shit, and uh, and I had this really cool moment. Where I got to take the girls off to this, because it's it's in the Ogden Amphitheater, uh, right up 25th Street. And so I had this really cool moment where I was like, okay, I've I've got a a teaching opportunity here. Yeah. And and, uh, we kind of pulled off to the side. How old is Ryan? What's that? How old is Ryan? Uh, Ryan's eight. Kai is 14 now. Um, So we cruise off to the side. And I kneel down to the girls' level, and I was like, okay, here's the thing. This is called the Pride Festival. And... So I was like, you know how some guys like girls, they have girlfriends and some girls have boyfriends, right? And they're like, yeah. And I said, well, some boys like boys and some girls like girls and they're happy and they're in love and it's all about love. And it's beautiful, right? And they were like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, no, no biggie. And I said, there are some people who don't agree with that concept. And not only do they, some people don't just not agree with it, but some people want to hurt these people. And some people want to make sure that they're not happy. And Ryan, the eight-year-old, her eyes get all huge and she was like, and I was like, that's the point. You know, you get taught, hey, dude, you really do. You get, you, it, I grew up going to Aunt Rissy and Aunt Tori's house in I, Elko, Nevada. I did the exact same thing. I literally was almost 18 before I, re- the thought of like gay was, was Even different than straight. Right. Know? Like that did, I remember like calling my dad and be like, oh my God, dad, I just had, my Aunt Rissy's gay. He's like, no shit. <laughs> I mean, that's just a prime example of you get taught hate. I, I, you are so on the level, dude. And so I'm glad you had that opportunity with your kids. That's so I'm sitting there talking to him about this, and I said, "Do you do you like feeling safe?" And they said, "Yeah." And they said, "Do you like feeling loved?" And they said, "Yeah." And I said, "Doesn't everybody deserve to feel safe and loved?" And they said, "Yeah." And I said. That's what this whole festival is all about. It's about love. It's about feeling safe. It's about feeling loved. And they were just like, okay, cool. 
Dude, let's I'm... go. Let's go get some more rainbow stuff. <laughs> and so for the rest of the day, dude, it was so fucking cool. Like I, I dude, stood I'm, que- up. I'm queuing up the most dramatic violin music for what for that last <laughs> section. It for real, dude. It was such a beautiful moment, man. Because no, that's it, fucking rad, it, dude. That is you know, rad. between between them growing up with the farmers market and and little experiences like the Pride Festival and shit like that, this is what they grow up as as viewing as normal. Yeah. And I was so proud to give them that. And so for the rest of the day, even after we got home, and I was like, "Girls, do you remember what that, where everybody was that that festival, that gathering? What was that all about?" And both of them were like. Love. It's That's like, awesome, man. Dude, my job's done. High like five. I, I, I fucking handled it. 25 dad points. Plus a bonus 25. Yes. For the spinners on the wheelchair. That needs to happen. You know, we got, re- we got real, real somber, real, real loving. We're real sharing accepting. experiences, man. We're sharing. We're caring. We're... I think we need to uh, play some music and get... Switch gears. I think so, too. How do you feel about that? I think so, too. You want to do a a, uh, version two one, or do you want to do another hi-fi? Do another version two one, man. What do you got coming up next? Uh, I guess this one is... This one's called The Vault. This song is rad. This song is very out of our comfort zone. Um, When we we decided to be a band version two, one of the first songs we wrote was I Only Have Friends When I'm in a Band, and that song was a little different than the other ones. But we decided we wanted to be like a 90s rock, like alternative grunge inspired punk band. And the songs we're writing now that we're, we're, we made a conscious decision to start being that for this whole next album. But uh, this is one of the ones where it's kind of the furthest away from punk, but, but it's still kind of punk rockish, I guess. I don't know. The song's called The Vault. Do it. Get some.
That's the shit that I wait, was wait. talking about. You think I'm paranoid? You think I'm paranoid? Baby, I'm not like you! I like that one. That's my new favorite version. Dude, that's the shit on. that I was talking about earlier, man. Like, anybody has a problem with the shit that you're making, fuck them. Oh. That's probably the sweetest thing you've ever said to me, Dustin. Stop, man. It is, dude. You're a sweet fucking man. I miss doing this with you, dude. I miss this too, I man. This has been your really goddamn rad. goddamn face off your goddamn skull. I fucking miss you, dude. So This has been rad. So what do you this, guys got going on coming up here pretty quick? Uh, next show we got is... We're actually playing on the 15th in Torrey, Utah, dude. Or no, the 7th? No, is that the, the festival? No, no, it's the 24th. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's the we played on KRCL. Yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago, which was so awesome, dude. I heard Aldine Strict Nine hooked it up. He's a old, old SLC punker, kind of like the Dan Finotti of the Salt Lake scene. I like that. Finotti, Good shout dude. out, love your fucking face, fucking dude. Great parable, man. Great parable. <laughs> but um, he does a, a punk rock fest in Torrey, Utah. We population, almost went to it last year. Population 182. Fuck I, off, really? I swear to God, I swear to God. And Joe Dean just nutted. Yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> That's fucking cool, man. I like Population it. 182, and it's, there's just like this little, like, uh, it's like a mom and pop hotel with like a big ass deck. Yeah. And this dude invites punk bands from all over the country and all over the state. What day are you guys just, playing? We're playing Friday night. Yeah. We're playing the first night, yeah. It's going to be a blast. Like, you know, there's free camping and just a bunch of punk bands, and it's free. And, like, from what I've heard, it turns into a fucking great party. So, so this is September 15th down in Torrey? No, no, it's not the 15th. I believe it's the. Uh, not the 17th. It's the 24th. It's 24th. the uh, September ish. It's, it's toward the end of the month. But at the, the there's that show, but on the 31st, uh, what last time we played up in Boise, we played with this band from Tacoma, Washington called Hilltop Rats. Oh, fuck yeah. They're a felony records band. Yeah, yep. super good. So good. Fucking felony, and man. And we got to, you know, kick it with those guys. Those guys are rad and we're playing with them. Um, uh, Problem Daughter from, from Salt Lake. Dude, I dig and those guys, man. They they're are cool rad, as fuck. Dude. They're great musicians and they're fucking fun guys to hang out with. And we're playing with Finotti's band too. When's that? That's uh, the 31st. That's the 31st show. Dre's is playing. Yeah, Dre's. Where? At, it's at Kamikaze. No shit. 
I love Dre's method. I can't remember the last time I saw fucking Dan on comedy stage, dude. <laughs> I that know. makes I haven't me seen happy. him play there ever. I've no. never seen him play there. So it's going to be a great show. You guys should stop by. It's only seven bucks. And, uh, you know, even if you're not really into punk rock, come support your boy Ty and your boy, your boys in all the other bands. Come fucking support local music. Just support Ogden. What's this show about? Love. <laughs> all the love, man. But um, other than that, dude, we got a couple other shows. You got some big shit going on. Yeah, we got some good shit coming up, You man. got some big shit going on, then we got some big shit going on. Yeah, boy. Talk about what you got going I'm on. I'm so as excited big shows. for that. Okay. Talk about uh, the 17th, next next Friday. All right, so a week from... That's Pamela's birthday, by the way. Are you serious? And we're going. Are you guys rolling? Of course we're fucking going. Now we got to sing to our own stage, man. Ah! We're going to embarrass the oh, fuck. You should have said that, dude. You should... Oh, oh this, you should no, have just this, done is, it. this is happening. You, you guys aren't going to miss... Okay, so, so uh, Friday, August 17th. Uh, we are honored to be sharing the stage uh, with the Ataris. With the fucking Ataris, that dude. The fucking Ataris, I'm man. so hyped on that, dude. I'm so hyped this... you guys got that show. It... Fuck yeah, dude. You know, just saying one or two things about that shit real quick. So, I'm 39. You're 38, aren't you? You're going to be 39 this December. I'm 38 and a half. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the math. The math works. Uh, so ice. Oh, is it the good ice? It's it's gas station ice. Uh, <laughs> so Atari's. Everybody in my band right now. Hal Hal just had a birthday last week, and he's forty seven now. I know you guys are the old band. Yeah, and Baldy's like forty four. I'm thirty nine, and then the the Polson kids are in their. Uh, in their 30s. They're in their youngers. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm the old man in my band, and Ray and Joe are all young. And well, it's a trip because, like, you know, people people hit us up at some of these bigger shows, and they're like, dude, why, you know, why aren't you guys doing more with this? I'm like, because hey, I'm, because I have a fucking Cause career. Because I have a 401k and children. That's why. Like, <laughs> if, you know, if I was going to be able to do this, this was years ago, and it's not happening, but I do happen to be able to share the stage with some people that I really look up to and, and some musicians that I really respect. And every time we get to do that, man, it is oh, just and, and fucking awesome. Speaking of that, you guys played with Good Riddance. Back. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm so bummed I missed that show. I was with my son. I love you, Isaac. And I, I had a great time with him. No, but I never apologize. That would that. have been awesome to see you guys with Good Riddance. How that's was one Good of, Riddance? Uh, that was... That's, Next to Pennywise, man, that's a uh, that's one of my jams. Th- that, dude. That's one of my favorite bands. And as soon as we went walking into the venue, did you get to hang out with any of them? Yeah, we did. Did you hang out with Russ? Yeah. Is he cool? Um, I'm thankful for this podcast because we always keep everything very positive and very cool. And it was a very cool experience to be able to open up for Good Riddance, and I'll Hell just yeah. leave it at that. So that's cool. Uh, so. Think uh, before you talk, Norton. <laughs> no, it's is good. So, uh, yeah, uh, August the seventeenth, we're opening up for the Ataris. Dude, I'm so stoked on that. Thank Fuck you, yeah. man. Thank you. I'm and, I'm freaking out about. And how this. you said that next to Pennywise, Good Riddance is your or Good Riddance was your jam. Mm. Next to bands like, I mean, I have I don't have like my my favorite band of all time is No Effects, but then like below that. I have like a, a tier, a second tier. 
And there's probably like I 20. Like that. There's probably like 20 bands on that. And one of those bands is 10 Foot Pole. And Dude, I don't know how the fuck this came to be. Big shout out to my roommate slash local <laughs> promoter, Douglas Setzler, for setting this up. Somehow, through the grace of God, 10 Foot Pole is playing in fucking Ogden, and both of our bands are going to play with them. I am so <laughs> fucking hyped that we're playing this show. So 10 Foot Pole, dude. dude, was like in my formal years when I first found punk rock, dude, 10 Foot Pole is one of the first bands. Oh, it's a staple. One of the first bands that I, I listened to, and I cannot believe all these years later they're coming to our hometown. To in, show, it's another show at Kamikaze. They're not coming to Salt Lake, dude. They're coming to fucking Ogden. So Ogden rules. No, November 10th. How dare you stay down there? November 10th. Come home. At, uh, at Kamikaze. Come home. Yeah, this is not till November, so. At Kamikaze's, man. Ten I'm foot so pole. fucking high. I, I was talking with a with a, uh, a buddy the other day, and he was like, fucking ten foot pole, ten foot pole. And I was yeah. like, I know. And I said, I'm going to get in so much trouble at that show. And he goes, why? And I said, because I'm going to. Oh, I'm going to act a fool. At oh, that dude, show. I will not be able to help it. I will have a skate deck out on stage because I cannot hear ten foot pole and not want to <laughs> go fucking skate. Am I right, dude? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Man. I mean, that was that was that was my formidable years. That man. was part of it, dude. I was a like, skate rat, on man. on every fucking skate punk compilation we ever had. Oh yeah, dude. Oh for sure, yeah. I'm oh, yeah. I'm so and so. Can I share something yeah, with go you? Ahead. Uh, uh, so my band Hi-Fi, we were at practice uh, the night that we found out that that uh, we were playing on that show, and Baldy told us uh, so we we played a bunch of songs we went outside uh and and baldy checks his email and he goes oh shit and i was like what's up and he goes we're playing with 10 foot pole and i lost my shit immediately and then and then uh stopped just as quick and i said if version 2 doesn't play on this dude that will be a fucking travesty <laughs> and he goes oh my god you're right dude and he, he jumped back on and he goes oh they're on it too. And I was like, "Oh, thank God, dude!" Like, I think Doug would have been finding a new place to live if we were on that <laughs> show, dude. <laughs> dude, He's standing right behind me right now. By we're way. opening for Swinging Utters, dude. I know. We played with the Utters a couple years ago, and yeah, that's right. You guys are playing with them. When's that show? Uh, that's a uh, September second at Urban Lounge. I've never played there before. Have you I've played there? I've never played there. They got a sick green room, from what Joe told me. <laughs> Oh, he played there with uh, Dylan's band. With Dylan's, with yeah, Jeff yeah. Dylan's band, yeah. Shout out Jeff Dylan. Yo, yeah. Uh, so I'm fucking stoked that dude. Utters are fucking cool guys, man. Oh yeah, dude. They're way cool guys. But uh, um, I was really a big fan of Jack's other band, One Man Army. They were incredible. They were on Adeline Records, Billy Joe from Green Day's label. But he he that band has since bit the proverbial dust. <laughs> Now he plays with the Utters. Swinging Utters were always like a staple band for me, too. Mm -hmm. I was pretty hyped when we got to play with them. But when we played with them, uh, that was when I went on that first tour and I had that abscessed tooth. Like, we played, we played, and I, you know, I, I held back all the pain. You guys to might put on remember a good show. that from episode 13. Oh, my ish. God. Oh, when you busted. No, that was, that was a minute ago, dude. That, like, I, I can, uh, my mouth hurts because of everything that you went through. And you went through that full-on fucking tour. With an abscess, too, yeah. Eating how many ibuprofen a day? Oh, dude, it was a lot. 
more, more than I should tell people. But yeah, we played that show. I was after we had got back and I got the tooth yanked out, but it was still so infected and playing a show where I'm jumping around and and I can't take pain pills if I'm going to play guitar because that would be fucking useless. So I, we played and I got in Brad's van and laid down and just cried and cried and cried. Jesus. I was in so much pain. So I was like crying and listening to fucking Sweet and Utters. Oh my god! Outside the club, like I should be in there right now, but I can't stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like the second or third time that Pamela and I had ever hung out. Dude, I feel so <laughs> bad for laughing at that, but that no, was it's so funny sad. Now, it was funny. <laughs> but you guys are playing with it, I'm stoked. Who else is playing that show? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Is this forever? And I was doing that. (laughs) The ugly cry. (laughs) God damn, dude. That breaks my heart. That breaks my heart Uh, real good. Uh, It was so stoked to see all those dudes again, like Reason Unknown, without a toothache the whole time. I was telling them that in San Diego. I was like hugging Pat, the singer, and like... Dude, my fucking face doesn't hurt so bad. I want to kill myself right now. This is the best tour ever. <laughs> God. All right, man. anyways, who are they playing with? You're a warrior, man. Uh, show must go on, my friend. You fucking handle it, dude. On the other show, it's uh, it's us and uh, River Rebels. Yeah, that, are... that's who's playing with us with 10-foot pole, too. Dude. That's Lauren walker Matt. Yeah, yeah, yep. And, uh, dude, and, we, me and, and my Josh... dad saw the... Saw him play uh-huh. the Sand Trap one night, dude. My dad his is solo like, shit? My dad is a fucking mega fan of his, dude. I, I'm a fan, too. He's oh, great. He's, it's, he's like, it's like real country. Like actual country. Mm-hmm. Like rebel-ish country, country. Much better musicians than Will ever be. Actually, you're one of the finest guitarists I've ever met. Oh, what the fuck ever. No, dude. Dude. Uh, let's listen to another song, man. Let's. Uh, speaking <laughs> of uh, keeping it simple, man. So, uh, what you want to do? You, you want to... Yeah, let's throw another. Let's throw the other uh, hi-fi song on. So this one's this one's called Nightmare, and uh, tell me about this one before we get started. Uh, so Chris and Chris was actually very cool when it came to this song because he he rolled up to practice one day and he was like, "Hey, I got I got this shit. Check it out," and threw it down. And I picked up the guitar and and uh, threw my flavor down on it. And he goes, "Okay, that's awesome." But you're singing the chorus, and I went, "Huh?" <laughs> and this was this was kind of like what I was talking about before with the other song. This was this was kind of his first uh, gesture of like, because he's written so much of the hi-fi shit, and it's so brilliant, it's so perfect, and uh, and so for him to be like, "Hey, you're doing this part," I was yeah. like, "Where?" And uh, so anyway, I really dig the song. I like how it turned out, and uh, so yeah, this one's called Nightmare. Here you go. She said, this ain't my life, this is all kind of nightmare I know these streets, but I swear I've never been here I kick and scream, nobody seems to hear me What misery, welcome to my nightmare I'm a mess, this I must confess Hell, I did my best, lost sight of happiness 
with someone else is like watching my girlfriend kiss another guy. Ooh, like Doug. Ooh, yeah. Gross. No, dude, that's rad. You guys recorded that at Boho in Salt Lake, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that was for a... Uh, How was uh, that experience recording it was actually, down there? It was actually badass, man. It was Were live. You... you recorded it live, right? Yep. And punched in where there were mistakes and stuff Actually, like both of these songs that we did tonight, man, uh, we pretty much just... Played him out in a one shot, and Chris went in, did his magic, and that was that. But I'm fucking stoked on it, man. I'm I'm way. Oh yeah, they sound fucking great, so. dude. I'm stoked for you. I'm very proud to be in this band, and I try to tell the guys as much as I can. Aww, aww. Doug just gave me this spicy sausage. It's still lingering on the tongue, on the palate. A bit. So I have this hot sauce. And I was like looking at it, it's called Gringo Bandito. And I'm like, it's like this white dude with blonde hair and sunglasses with a big sombrero on. I was like, this looks like the dude from the fucking Offspring. And I'm like eating, I turn a thing, and it's, it's talking about the hot sauce. Dexter Holland. Dexter <laughs> has a beer. So he, uh, he has a hot sauce. Oh. And I, and I have it in the fridge. No shit. Yes. Offspring hot sauce. Huh. It also says it's good on the butthole later. Um,. So, can you mix it with a chili verde, or do you got to keep them separated? Uh, <laughs> I had to. It was you know, easy. for all the motherfuckers that don't know, we have a little segment toward the end of our program. Is it time? Where we talk about the one, the only, Stop. See, it's a very interesting thing has happened since we last filmed or recorded. Not one, but two Star Wars movies have come out since then. And Dustin and I <laughs> have a very differing opinion on one of them. The first one of those, Episode 8, The Last Jedi. We talked about this quite a few times up prior to its release on the, on the show. And I want... Okay, essentially, I think it's amazing Dustin has a different opinion. And I really want to get an in-depth analysis on why you feel that way. We would have to sit down. Maybe we'll do this for one of like a, a sub-episode, but we'd have to uh, actually sit down. you got to break it down. And visually watch it. Because there's, there's a couple things. Live stream where we talk about it while we're watching it? I'm totally down for Dude. that. Dude. I'm okay Isaac, with that. Isaac and I just watched it last night. Isaac, Pamela, and myself. We could do a like mystery science theater. Uh. Oh, 
just the, the back of our heads, the dude. Fucking silhouette of yep. our heads. Ah! <laughs> yes, dude, I'm so down. That'd be I'm, awesome. I'd totally be down for that. Uh, but, so it was, it was very entertaining. Uh, me personally, I feel like the saga has run its route, and. <sighs> I am very stoked for all the side stories. Like Rogue One, I rank up there. Rogue One is now my favorite. Story I rank I rank it up there with with uh, with Empire. I thought Solo was fantastic. I thought Seven was great. I really liked the uh, the direction that they were going. There's just and I know everybody's kind of pissed off about Eight right now. I have my own reasons for it. And 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 primarily this. And spoiler alert, if it's episode eight. If you haven't seen it by now, fuck you. Like, bad things are about to happen. So the first movie that I saw in the theaters was Return of the Jedi with my father. And I will... That will always hold a very special place in my heart. And Luke Skywalker has always been... He was one of my original heroes and has been a constant for most of my life and I just felt like he deserved a better go out than what he did I remember seeing it in the theater and 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 there was the uh, uh, the fight scene with Kylo which I thought was badass and even the fact that he force projected the entire thing okay awesome badass uh, but if you watch that scene He's floating above the rock, and then he comes to the realization, like he 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 comes to the moment, and and he falls down on the rock, and he fall. You can clearly see him fall backwards, and then the next scene of him is beautiful because it's him, uh, facing forward on the rock, like stomach forward, and and he's looking out. At the horizon, just like he did in episode four, which was beautiful. I thought that was yeah. such a great touch to it. And and you can see it in his eyes. Like, it took so much out of him. It really, really kicked his ass. And then it shows him again, and he's back on the rock, on his butt, leaning back. And then he disappears, and his, his uh, cloak kind of... So you kinda... hate the movie because of a continuity error? Yeah. Dude... There's so many of those in the movies, man. I know, I know, and that's what I was saying. Like, to... <laughs> like to what do I have against the entire movie? We would really have to sit down and I could be like, this doesn't match up with this and blah, blah, blah. And for me, a hero that I had through my entire life deserved a better send off than what he got. See, I, I personally think he went out like a gangster, dude. He went out, he said he wasn't leaving that island and he didn't. And he was able to do that and save the rebellion. He went out like a motherfucking gangster. He went out to provide... He went out the same way Obi-Wan did. Providing enough distraction to get them, to get the people who were essential in the, the progression and the preservation of the rebellion. They both died the same exact way. And I get that. And, it, and, and, and he went out like a gangster. And he to capitalize exactly on your point, was it wasn't say. just Obi-Wan. I mean, Yoda did the same thing where... They just kind of submit to the force and they're off. And I get that and I dig that. And and I've thought about what you're saying as far as the rebellion goes. But there's like 14 people standing in a room with like no direction of where it goes from here. 
And that's and that's exactly what I mean when I say I've just kind of given like up on the Like at the end of saga. Empire, you didn't know what the hell was going to happen, dude. But that was, I mean, dude, they had they you were had no they idea were what was going to happen. They were surrounded Empire. by the entire fleet. That last panning shot out of out of Empire is of Leia and Luke and 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 the droids, and it just kind of pans out. So yeah, it's just a few of the key members, but they're surrounded by the entire fleet. And I've thought of that same parallel with this one, but the problem that I have is that there is literally, they even say it when they're in the base, in the final attack, like we sent the word out and nobody gave a shit and it's just us now. What if it is that they didn't get a, a, a message yet? I believe they said it. I believe they said everybody got the message, but nobody responded. Everybody got the everybody got the RSVP to the party, but everybody was like, "Eh, busy." That's what I have a problem with. Like you're you're down to like. Do you a, answer every single text as soon as you get it? Whenever you get a, a Facebook invite, you always. If it was from, if it was from Princess Leia, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So that's <laughs> that, you know, I will never not love Star Wars. I'm I was I was disappointed with the direction that it went. I really, really loved it at, at the end where where the uh, uh, the slave kid that was in charge of the the large mammals that were involved with yeah. the the racing I don't, I don't remember their name I, yeah I, I don't know but he, he uh the the dudes the dudes yelling at him the, um some nerd is fuming right now right he's totally uh, called us <laughs> he uh the the young boy and a couple other kids are have are having a conversation uh um uh telling talking story and and uh, continuing legends and I loved that part and then all of a sudden uh you know, dude comes up who's like the sixty-year-old uh, equivalent of what Watto was in in Episode One. He's the yeah. he's the slave driver, and you know, you know, get back to work, and uh, and you know, kid jumps up and he walks outside and he puts his hands out and and he uh, he force grabs the broom, not knowing, not knowing that that's what he has, like that's his yeah, potential. It, and then he you know he, he sweeps for a second. And then you know holds the holds the broom out lightsaber style uh-huh. because that that was one thing that I did agree with on Luke's point of view with the whole thing is that the Force does not belong to the Jedi. It's it's not just solely theirs. And I was like, oh shit, there's a new concept. And I was like, fuck, I like that. I like that. Like, cause it it brings it back to every Joe nobody on nowhere street could potentially harness this energy. And I was like, that's me. I could be that guy. I'm Joe nobody. And so I did dig that. I liked the way it ended, but where it goes from it, what do you do with episode nine? Do you know what? It's not our place. It's, it's the writer and the director and the actor, but we're invested in it. I, 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 you know what? We will have to do a more in-depth analysis. Cause I'll, we could make this a fucking six-hour episode talking about this movie because I am down. I've been down to talking about this, but we're sitting at an hour and twenty already. No so, shit. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about solo. What'd you think? I've been talking dude, long I, enough. What'd you think, dude? We went and saw opening night downtown, and I it was great. 
Okay, this requires a little backstory. The first time I watched eight, I, I wasn't a fan. Mm-hmm. I, I admittedly I wasn't a fan. I sat down and had a conversation with my dad about it. Are you winking at me or her? Oh, winking at his girlfriend. Shelby hasn't seen Solo yet, so she's plugging her ears because she doesn't. You want probably want to go. You probably seriously want to go. And no offense, but I'm kicking your girlfriend out. Thank you, baby. Spoiler She just alert. handed me a beer. I'm not thanking her for leaving. I'm handing, I'm thanking her for <laughs> handing me a beer. <laughs> okay. Um, as I was saying, you know, I hated episode eight. I talked to my dad about it. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard all these things before, but something about my dad telling me. He, he flat out told me, he's like, you know what? People who like Star Wars as much as you guys are never going to be fucking happy. You'll always overanalyze it. It'll never meet any expectations. If it's how if it's more like it was before, it'll be that it's not original. If it goes too far away, it's not with the timeline. Just fucking enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You love the story. You love the concepts. You didn't write the movie. You didn't direct the movie. You don't own the movie. You didn't. You weren't even a fucking extra in the movie. Just enjoy it. Just just. Love it for what it is, and that's it. And, you know, I that for some reason that really hit home with me. Went and saw it again. Absolutely loved it. And I think that, not that Solo's a bad movie. Solo's a great movie. Everybody mm-hmm. in it was great. Woody Harrelson was fucking awesome <laughs> in that movie. Awesome. But you, I, I just went into it with that mindset. Like, you know what? This is just going to be fun. Because mm-hmm. in the end, it's all just entertainment. Bad religion said it best. It's only entertainment. I absolutely. And I went agree in there and everyone killed it. The dude who played solo, I don't know his name. I'm an mm-hmm. asshole. Nope. He was great. You know, Woody Harrelson's character was great. Everyone was so good. And uh, and Childish Gambino. He dude, was Lando. I I was really worried that he was gonna be like, like I know he was. He does comedy stuff too. He was in uh, was it Community? Is that the name of that show? Whatever show he was in with uh, Joel McHale. But, like, I thought it it would have been either, like... Too much a, or too a, little. A cool hip-hop dude taking it over the top mm-hmm. as in, like, Bala Bala. Uh, or I thought that he, it would have been a Billy D. Williams impression. Hello, Peter. Welcome <laughs> to the cool side of the pillow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Holy crap, Billy D. Williams! <laughs> I made him choke on his beer. But <laughs> but he didn't. He made the character his own. And he absolutely knocked it out of the park. I thought he did a better job as young Lando than other did, dude, as... Uh, young Solo. Young Solo. Well, you, uh, you really caught me off guard with that one. Well done. <laughs> and dude, you get to see the fucking castle run. In how many parsecs? Well, if you round down, it's 12. Beautiful. <laughs> I loved it, man. I was entertained the whole time. <clears throat> Shelby and I, I just, to, just to agree with what you were just saying, Shelby and I watched Super Troopers 2 last night. Uh, Super Troopers 1 was one of the funniest films. Do I got to walk out? I've ever seen. No. No spoilers. <laughs> I haven't seen one of the funniest one of the funniest films I've ever seen. I didn't go into it uh, to uh, Super Troopers 2 expecting the same thing 
because it was so good. Yeah. And because I had no expectations, I was so entertained. Oh, I heard it was great. Super oh, Troopers I, too. I heard it was just as funny, if not funnier, than the first one. I had, I had such a good time watching it. And so I do agree with you that you should just take things at face value. Because we are invested in this. Oh, yeah. But we don't own any of it. It it has it holds a lot of real estate with our past, but as far as our future goes, that's up to us. You know, I mean, Jesus, dude. And like, that's exactly why I've taken a conscious step to just enjoy it. And both of us have. I mean, God, dude, how many how many between us? How many Star Wars <laughs> tattoos do we have? Are are the front rooms of both of our houses? Oh, are yeah. decked out in nothing but Star. I mean, we have this is this is life, and I guess it's because of that. Star Wars is Bay. Oh, the kids still say that. Oh my god, is that a thing? I heard that on the MTV recently. Anyway, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, that's a uh, that's a very good point, and I'm glad you brought that up. Well, you still have a right to your opinion. Hey, if you guys are listening to this on the Smoggy page, let's talk about it. Let's talk about a. Uh, Let's talk about Star Wars. Ask us any questions you want. You know, throw, we really got to start. your opinion. We really should start winding this down because we're at like an hour and thirty right now. So, Word. <clears throat> it's good to be back. I fucking you missed know, you, man. We did, we did have a couple of sponsors back in the day, <clears throat> so I'm just gonna say fuck it and say thanks to you guys. Thanks to RapInc.com, Chase. Thank you for the shirts you've made for us, and you've kicked ass. And who is our beer sponsor, Mister Beer Drinker? Uh. Tonight it was Pabst Blue Ribbon, and, <laughs> and uh, Shelby just handed me some. I don't know what this is, but it was absolutely delicious. Uh, and then uh, uh, Marty Ross and, man, our, uh, our holistic Jedi. Thanks for always supporting us. Um, yeah, Rocky Mountain Ayurveda. You guys have always been great. We appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, to anybody listening to this, thank you for uh, picking it back up, or if it's your first time listening to us. Um, very shortly, I'm going to bring back up our SoundCloud page because uh, it only allows you to have the last few episodes that we did, but we'll have the whole back catalog back up and going. Um, seriously, like having people like send us messages and like and tell us that they, you know, it, it, it they didn't have to think about their shitty night for an hour because they sat and listened to us and laughed. You know, we that's what makes it, this awesome. And I get to see my friend Dustin once a week now. It was different when we lived together because it was just like, come downstairs and record this. Now I get to see my friend again and we get to fucking hang out. And this is my boy and I love him. And I, I do. I love you, man. I fucking miss you. I love you too, man. This is, uh, I've really been looking forward to it. We've been talking about doing this for weeks now and we yeah. finally made it happen. And it is really fucking good to see you, man. And, Fuck yeah, likewise, man. And, and same thing. Same thing, Tatcha, just threw out to everybody. Thank you so much for all of your support. Uh, thanks for being a part of this. And uh, Just remember, yesterday was a good day. <laughs> Today's a good day. And tomorrow's going to be a good day. This has been It's Always Smoggy and Ogden. Uh, feel free to hit us up on the Facebook page or send us an email at smoggyogden.com at yahoo.com. That's really the email. Get some. Um, love you guys. Peace.